sometimes, man. To get these little fun interviews and, like, you know, before, you know, before, you know, in the downtime, you know, like right now, while we're building, is the time to do it because, you know, you'll be setting up, you know, a, a quick good interview, you know, down the line, you know, could be worth whatever, you know. It's just good to get stuff in early, like how you're doing, you know. That's I don't know how to explain it, but it's good to, like, capitalize on things whenever you see it, you know. You have it right, man. It's such a, it's a formula we've kind of, you know, we had the attitude when we started doing the show of just got to. It's the time to do it, man. It's an era of like great podcasts. You know, there's so many. It builds everybody's character too. I mean, it's like, like to have your part of the world because you know, like what all the music that has come from that area in Michigan, just in general. Yeah, it means you know. Like, grew up. I I could still. I was thinking a few days ago about when I heard, I was you know listening to cleaning out my closet and like that. Just okay, yeah, like old school. Yeah, that time. Like you know, I mean, of course, like I know about like all the way back to like rappers' delight, like Sugar Hill Gang and all that. But okay, like, yeah, the new Going school. I like the some of the new school stuff that's out there. I just have like such a my taste in music is kind of it's all over, and so I appreciate when people just put their time into it. You could tell. I mean, like it's not something that's watered down for radio or whatever. Exactly. It's it's such a like you know listening to that guy like putting on M for the first time and hearing him do the rap free, you know, like rap Olympics and all that back in that time. And that's where listening to him for the first time, I like I was 10 years old and I got to hear all the other, like I started looking up back when it was on the old Microsoft computers, like looking up stuff about D12. Cause then, yeah, you know, like they've just been such like platinum artists for so long. It's like, you know, you can't say nothing to people. Like, they walk around, and we went through Hollywood, which was just a, a completely different scene, and almost everybody was stopping us just, like, every second for a picture was unbelievable, you know? And they don't want just nobody special. They want every, everybody in the picture, <laughs> everybody together, you know? Like, so, you know, you can be a part of it. It's cool. That's exactly what, I mean, to be, I, I could even imagine, because you knew him from a young age, you were saying, right? Years ago, yeah, years ago. Because, you know, we all grew up in the same scene, even though it's rock and rap. It's all music, Detroit scene. The Detroit music scene is like a small world family, which is connected to the industry, which is a small world family as well. Ah, that's crazy, dude. I Hearing, yeah, like, because Motown, I know, was a, a big... <laughs> Thing in the 60s. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever listened to, like, say, any metal rock music, but I put sure. Bizarre and D12 on, you know, big $30,000, you know, couple couple show tours, you know, you know, just for for nothing on yeah. rock show because rock appreciates uh, the rap scene so much, and especially Eminem's been played on so many rock stations that even the rock artists look up to D12 and when I'm a rock artist associated with D12 and that, and it really puts an imprint and we can make all kinds of money and, you know, sold out shows and this and that together as rock and rap, you know, 
So, and a lot of people don't know, but Bizarre with the Shower Cap, you know, back in the day was actually in a rock band. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. He, he was in a rock band, yeah, guitarist and all. And his actual guitarist, see, when I was a baby, my cousin, blood cousin, she was, uh, had a baby and married to the guitarist from Bizarre's band. So all these years later, as I'm a kid or whatever, and they're jamming at this and that, and I was around them people when they were jamming, had no idea years later that I would be in the same position or better, you know what I mean, than right. someone say. So that's how small world of it is that my family was ended up, and Bizarre didn't even know. We didn't know till like four years. He's like, how do you, how do you know them? I'm like, uh, shit, that's my cousin. He's like, dang, that was, uh, that was my guitarist. What they up to today? I'm like, wow, no fucking shit. <laughs> it's such a small world like you know it's all divine timing like you were set up to do certain things you know it, along the line and you know it's just a path that you you already have set out for you just got to make the footwork i mean it, you i could definitely tell that you're creative it's something that's not you don't have to force it Oh yeah, it just flows, man. When I when I miss things, a video shoot or miss a show or whatever this net or miss an exit on the freeway, I don't give a hell, man. There's no wrong turns here. It's for real. Yeah. I, I mean, you gotta go in like that, and if you don't, it's. I mean, life just gives you so many days. Oh yeah, it's great, man. And that, that's why I like I like dealing with you, man. I like your character from the get, because you know you like. You're very, you know, warm and accepting for, like, you know, talking to during interviews. I, well, I was watching some of your shit and this and that, you know. Easy to talk to person, you know, is, like, flowing, like how you're saying. just flows. So, you got you got a lane, man, you know, and I would stick to it. It's blowing up for you. Man, I mean, like, to hear that from you guys, because, like, you know, your stuff that I watched, you know, like, recently just getting to see, like, how much – you the time you put into music i can tell and hearing y'all like you know some of the videos that you put out like seven years ago i heard one you're working with guys like for three days grace it, it's such a uh, oh yeah yeah they're you know they were great guys you know it's and I, back then back in the day i had a piss poor attitude like i'm a i'm a i'm a great man now you know I've, i can look back and see i could have did better if next time i do it i'd be better you know uh, I mean, like, so you guys, right now, uh, it's been, you know, for touring, you, you have a pretty heavy hand, sounds like, in setting up all the shit for yeah. Bizarre. On TikTok and this and that, I'm even, you know, going different ways in my own alley. You know, I've always had my own lane, and, you know, being on the same level or looking at myself on the same level as superstars kind of put myself in that position. You don't fake it to make it, you just really do it, and when you start really doing it, you're not, you know, you're not faking it. You're making it. So, For you know, it's just, it's the journey of making it is what what I say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to know, like, you know, when you were young, what was your playlist that you had? I mean, got like going back to before. Oh, yeah. We used to do all the old D12 stuff here and there. We'd throw in a bunch of, like, cool D12 songs, and we'd do, like, a bunch of the new releases and this and that. Sometimes I would come out and do a, a performance with guitar or one of my songs or something. They've always, you know, looked out heavy. And, you know, to have them hype man me in front of 10,000 people sometimes is a flip-the-script type deal that I could have never even asked for and never would have. You know, I just prayed for things years ago, and, you know, they unfold. 
I mean, they, you're, are both. You, you, they could tell, I'm sure, that you're, you know, you're a hard worker, and for a young age, it's, it's kind of like our, at different times when our parents were growing up, like they, I remember hearing my dad say that he was like, you know, you, you take on a lot from a young age. You feel like you can, and that's sort of a generational thing, where people. Yeah. You know, they had, it was comparable in their time because they didn't have iPhones. So, you know, if they wanted to go get a job, they'd have to go, like, pay for stamps, go get their resume, like, mail that shit in, all that. I have an appreciation for the time that we're in right now where we're able to just, you know, get on and you can make stuff with TikTok. And it's, I mean, you, your page is just... I, it's one of my favorites. Is on there now on TikTok, but it's blowing up. Like to see it, yeah. I love. Yeah, it. And I just keep trying too, and I don't. You know, I post things in the studio here and there, and this and that. And I just keep trying. I keep going at it. TikTok's really been battling me. I took my page down like seven, eight times for months at a time, and I'll make a new page, and then they'll give me my old one back, and I'll have a couple pages already, you know, lined up still. You know what I mean? So. And it's just, it keeps blowing up and they start paying you after 10,000 followers. They pay you uh, 2,000 for every million views, you know, so 2 million views quarterly um, every month is their quarter. You know, it's over two grand a month easy because you pull a million views in one, you know, one video. Shit. So at a certain point, people start paying you for being you and it's great. Well, it's, I mean, it kind of, uh, I've, thought about that a lot when I was younger. I was like, there's going to be a time where there's just people who are going to... And you just, yeah, you just sit back and chill. <laughs> you know, like everybody thought that they, they could take the karaoke, just put it online and stuff like that. Like TikTok, I like that it's a little bit different than that, so it's not like... No, it's so diverse. There's any any direction you go in, you know, it's a hit. There's no misses there either. It's one of those things that's up surprising enough to me had one but yeah and if you started like you know even after a thousand after a thousand like followers you get to go live on there when you go live you pop up on random people's for you page all over all over the whole world and you know they click in and then your analytics from that you get paid from as well from however many viewers you get in your lives so being on live is a different thing on tiktok as well I mean, like, you know, was that, you for comedy, you know, that kind of stuff, I, I think that you all, like, I mean, are the pioneers of, like, I remember watching the hip-hop, which, with Evan, like, 13 years ago, the video came out, I just put it on yesterday for the first time, or what, like, stuff like that, just, I can tell you all have a sense of humor in that community, I mean... Is that something where you grew up, like, you knew you just wanted to do showbiz, period, or it was, like, you know, mostly music, and then marketing kind of fell into your lap after that, you know, that... Well, with music, see, I've always had to be my own manager, and even when people see my success of pushing myself, bands and that, everybody around me would say, manage me, manage me, but I find myself managing people, like... Which was uh, the big mobster guy in uh, the Goodfellas movie and, uh, and other mobster movies, uh, The Bronx Tale. So I found myself managing actors and making money for people that live in a whole different place, like uh, New York and this and that. They're flying me out, you know, set up their events and, you know, 
making blueprints for actors' events and stuff and getting paid. Because I, I used to love Goodfellas, but I had the opportunity to be, uh, you know, uh, a manager for someone from a, a movie I liked and watched all the time as a kid. I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. I'll just put all my energy in that. But the guy used to call me like, get that Jeremiah motherfucker out of the phone. And he'd want like so many shares per day by a certain hour on his pages. And like events would have to be to a T. And I'm from Detroit over here. Wow. And he's in New York over there. And I'm setting up events that I'm supposed to be showing up at. And I'm just not even, I'm not coming all the time as far away. And I'm still making it happen though. And, but, you know, it was just a lot of, it was chaotic times. So I found myself managing people, like, even battle rapper, like, Big T, you know, from the, uh, the Jews TV channel, uh, Slaughter TV, or whatever it was called, Slaughterhouse, you know, uh, they had a TV show, and it was all battle rappers, 50 Cent, it was on there, as Eminem's show for battle rappers on Jews TV. So I find myself, you know, managing Big T or doing some stuff for them, you know, and the battle rap world. And that's like huge, man. They get like, you know, fifty thousand for showing up to a battle. You know, these guys are rich, so battle rap is still huge. And I find myself all over the planet, you know, basically in all kinds of different things. <laughs> you know, managing and marketing all comes together. It's all the industry and it's basically politics. You know, you can be president if you do everything I do, like just play words. Um, I mean, like, you know, that's yeah, traveling, I don't know, it just, it's something that, you know, some people don't like it, but it's always something foreign to me, that feeling of, like, I can't believe somebody doesn't like to travel, I've always wanted to do that personally, that sounds like something, you're you're just ready to go with things, like, when they're, they show up. Exactly, from the get. Yeah, really. yeah. And, like, working with... I mean, you've gotten to meet, I'm sure, like so many of the the heavy hitters, you know, people that just define my childhood of music. Like, yeah, it, you know, like the, the Warp Tour that always been around, right? D12 was on Warp Tour. Yeah. Warp Tour. They got in a fight on Warp Tour and got banned from Warp Tour. This and that. Uh, my Warp Tour scene was different. See, I was like into the rock bands. And one dream was always to play Warp Tour. Like a lot of dreams I've always had, like, a dream is something I want to do. It's not a, you know, fake thing. So one of the dreams I had was to make Warp Tour before, you know, they stopped doing it. And they stopped doing it um, two years ago. But I actually got to perform a couple songs on one of the stages at Warp Tour in Michigan for the last tour. And it was epic, but it had nothing to do with, Ooh. you know, with my scene. It was my rock scene. And I was just, you know, I was happy I actually got to do another accomplishment on my own. And perform, you know, at Warp Tour in front of thousands. You know, something I always wanted to do. And I, it wasn't through D12 or nothing. I couldn't even mention them. They're banned for life, you know, for fighting on tour and this and that um, on Warp Tour. So it was all just me and my connections in the, wor- in the world of rock and stuff. So things like that happen all the time, too, like Warp Tours and, you know, everything. I keep my mind open. And now, like, with all the book, I mean, what has been some of the change-ups for, like, you know, depending on what you do for an artist, how much did COVID throw that off completely? Because you probably were, before COVID, I mean, on glued to your phone. Oh, man, we were setting up the tour with Snoop Dogg, Warren G, D12, and G-Unit to go to Amsterdam and do the whole Europe. Right before, a month before COVID hit heavy, I swear. This was going to be a, I was getting my passport ready. 
everything was going down, ready to fly and do a epic. Snoop Dogg was the uh, headliner, D12 under him, Warren G under him, and G Unit without 50 Cent. It was set up so perfect and without game that, you know, everything was going to go ready and it's still going to happen. I'm not, like I said, everything's divine time. I'm not rushing nothing ever. Rush things to come out wrong. You know? So you don't never look at anything as a miss. You just look at it like, look towards the future. Good things are always coming. And you don't have to be in a hurry for that. No. So, yeah, a lot of things, like, we still shoot videos all the time. Bazaar's putting out, like, four albums this year. You know, he did the uh, Eminem record with the uh, Murder Music. Uh, he did the song with Ed Sheeran um, and Eminem. Um, you know, so we, we recorded that. I remember when he recorded that. So, he's, he's just been going crazy. That went so, so platinum. I'm sure he's rich off that one song again. You know what I mean? And the guy's always fresh. He, he makes me want to dress fresh. You know what I mean? So that's just how we are. True. I had uh, a buddy of mine tell me about working with the, you know, some of people from, it was Dre and Snoop's camp, and they came in and had, you know, he just happened to be there at the studio that day and ended up doing, uh, had one of his guys just drop a session just clean, yeah. like, you know, they, they've always been about those names. Yeah, Dr. Dre and Eminem are so, so precise. Like, I had an opportunity last year or something, um, uh, actually two years ago, to go out and meet with uh, execs, and I didn't have no idea. I just was ended up in doing something else at the time, and they were out there with Dr. Dre in the studio, and Em was in there, and they were just, I think that was around the time they were working on the Ed Sheridan shit, and... And it just it just popped off, man. And I didn't have to be there for that. I'm happy for when my team wins, I win. I don't look at it like, oh man, I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of it. I'm a part of everything that I. If you're my boy, I'm happy you're winning. Because if you're winning, I'm winning. I'm a part of you know anybody on my team is basically an extension of me. I mean, like, so now the thought is, I mean, you're gonna be probably like just working the u.s and then trying to work your way back to international travel and all that all right you know there yeah, really, like you say trying things it does sound like a nice word but i'm not trying to do anything what i'm seeing here is just letting everything unfold it sounds like cliche and so like you know things don't work out like that but they do and so i'm not really trying to do anything i'm just so hopeful and happy and blessed for the future that everything unfolding in front of me that you know i, I just have to say be thankful every day I don't have to do much. But I do have to do stuff, but just not much anymore. I put in a lot of lot of footwork, and I still have much to go. I'm young, you know, but I feel like 102 years old in my head, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so for a young, I mean, definitely are, you're on your game, and for, it is impressive how much you, I mean, it takes big shoulders to just have that attitude of, you know, oh, it does. It does, man. You know what built me is like I'm humble still because I raised my little brother. And, you know, what I mean, had to be strong for him all the while, not putting anything on the back burner. Everything even, which is spread thin, spread me thin, but it, it conditioned me to be thin. You know, I can spread my spread my wings and still be able to fly. I mean, I, I it's that's where I draw inspiration. You know, it's just people who have that. To them, and I mean, from a young age, yeah, to have to do something like that, you, know, you take care of. Yeah. How it happened? To, you know, my dad, he had his dad die when he was 11, so he was always in the house of 
three women and they had just moved to Charlotte and we're living down there. And hey, he had gone down with his dad and family for a new job his dad had gotten and, you know, has a heart attack. And he goes, I mean, that's just the way these things. Uh, bad. That's just the life, man. I mean, it's it's got to make you stronger and build you. You know, it really does. I don't know. I can't. I never really could sit back and cry. I had a younger brother. I had other people. I could look at me crazy or, you know, I had to stay, stay strong. And it doesn't put nothing in the back. It just, you know, you still deal with it. But and meanwhile, you have all these great things that you can't help but to see. The little things, like one bad thing will take out ten good things if you let it. Uh, I mean, that's just... I wish I could give that advice to some people, you know, because they yeah. see them get down. Yeah, I like to talk to certain people, but I don't like to just talk for nothing. And I want people to understand because I'm wasting energy and trying to get energy back. So I don't like tell people a lot of stuff that I know. Like I said, 102 years old, you learn a lot of things, you know. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't waste time. Like I'll just I'll tell people like certain people in my life, certain things like that. That's inspiration. When I can tell someone's not taking my, my heart to heart, I won't even. I'll just stop mid-conversation. I'll, I'll quit. You know what I mean? Because when I, when I tell people something, I want them to get something from it. Not selfishly. I'm just trying to, like, literally build people <laughs> from what I know. You know, if I care a little bit about them or something, see some potential, I'm going to tell them a little bit of game. That's just it, it, the in music for sure. You gotta have that bulletproof mentality because it, it's it'll eat you alive if you're too nice. That's one of my favorite. Growing up in Detroit, man, like I'm I'm from the suburbs and stuff, but I, I I stay in Detroit a lot because that's where it's at. You know what I mean? It's the it's the yes, epitome sir. of like anything when you think of up here. So you gotta be in the D. So even if you live in the suburbs, if you're in the mix of anything, you're in the D. So being out here in the mix of everything really makes you strong. Like you see life and death, you see all this extra stuff, and even you know, young seeing it, you get to, to develop like a way of dealing with it better, seeing it more often. You don't want to see life and death often, but when you're a kid and see it with your parents, this and that, seeing it in the hood and being in Detroit, it becomes more of like a normalized thing, and you can deal with it better rather than say someone in you know, a great spot and they lost their peoples and now they just don't know how to live. You know, being here is just a rough, rough life. You know, people don't see it like that because it's where we're from. But I've been around everywhere else. I love California. I want to live there. Only because even though they have hoods and they have wrong, bad places, it's a different environment for me. And it's, it's just a different part of the world. I mean, you don't wake up and see you know, crap out there a lot of times compared to here. And I, I love where I'm from. I love it out here. It's just sometimes you can see too much, too much bad and stuff in the area and, you know, you elevate. That's all. It's, I mean, honestly, it's, you have to challenge yourself and that's always what I've been saying, you know, living in Charlottesville, kind of, yeah, you, you get to know a place when you're there after a while and, that's where it's – I know it will be hard, but I'm getting ready to try and make a move. And, you know, I had some places in mind. I want to get a camper and just be on the road, like, to have that challenge ahead of me to know, like, okay, this is just – you know, this is home. It's blood. But I got to have something that's going to – you know, and you have – yeah, your problems everywhere. So that's where I can't understand these – Right. People defeated. Yeah, there's yeah you no... don't move away from them, no. But if something makes you happier area, then, you know, why not? You know what I mean? 
settlers came and settled here for millions of years. So why the hell not settle yourself wherever you feel settled? You know, they'll call it wherever you are is home. You know, uh, no truer words, man. I'm getting. Yeah. What I've been living by recently is wherever you are is where you're supposed to be, which is the definition of divine timing. And I say it a lot now because wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be. That's divine. That's divine timing is what it's called. So it's not like looking up to the universe or no spiritual shit. It's just a, a sentence. You know, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. And, you know, the definition of that is it's divine timing. So, you know, I believe in God, this and that. But also divine timing takes you a lot of places. That's why it comes into not rushing things and things like that. So it should just be divine. So, you know, you're not here to be all fucking talking and crazy and jumping around and trying to get to the next exit and on time. You're not set up to be like that. It's supposed to be an even flow. So, you know what I mean? That's what, I don't know. I could keep talking for hours about it, but it's not a universal so, thing. It's just the way of life for me. So people, you know, think I'm like hippie talking this and that. I'm really just talking how I live, you know. Nah, it's genuine. I mean, it's it, it really is like it, it's unintentionally spiritual. Feels like you know, because we're all a part of you know. There's no answer till you, you know. You don't bring your paperwork with you when you die, too. Like you know, but nobody knows the answer when they go. You know, that's the thing. So, what are we doing? Are we you know trying to ignore this and that? And it takes people down dark roads. Sometimes they don't get back. But exactly, exactly. You can't, All the time. Yeah, you can't go in thinking too much about it. You know, that's what that's kind of a yeah. A it's the journey of making it, man. That's what people can't just say. Yeah, sure, there's people that made it at whatever age and this and that. You don't age out of nothing. People do things at 38 and you know been doing it their whole life. There's a divine timing that there's no hurry for, and if you give up, then you just blew it. You don't know when the divine timing is. It just happens. So, you know what I mean? So, there's it, no, like, I don't, I don't see myself on a scale with anybody like that. Like, there's, I get called Justin Bieber a lot. That kid was famous before I could even say the word famous. You know what I mean? So, there's things like that that, sure, some people would be like, wow, you know, put myself on a level with Justin Bieber. I'm not sure. I would never do that. I would see him as equal and say what's up to him and smoke a wood with him. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> would, you know, oh, my God, Justin Bieber, wish I was your big as you. People call me Justin Bieber all the time. Like, I'm already on that level. Like, they call me that because I'm a rock star. They call me rock star, Justin Bieber. It's, not, it's just a, a way of respect. It's not even like real dog shit no more. It's, it's a respect because that guy's a millionaire. And we look, you know, not similar, but we're white with hair. And you know what I'm saying? It's, and we both do music. So I would never hate on nobody. Like if someone said Justin Bieber sucks, I hate the song Baby. I'm like, why are you listening to it? You know what I mean? How do you know what it is if people like it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't hate on nobody. It's a small world, and if you hate on someone, that you was cutting a million dollar deal with someone who was their friend, you didn't know it was their friend, but you was talking shit about them to the million dollar deal person, they're not going to tell you that was their friend. They're just going to cut the deal wrong now. You're going to cut out this. You know what I mean? So it's such a small world that when you talk shit lightly about someone, exactly. you don't know how someone knows someone because they're not going to tell you they know someone that, you know, that you're talking shit about. They're just going to keep it discreet, and you're going to be cut out the deal without knowing why. But it's really your running your mouth that gets you nowhere. You know what I mean? So 
people run their mouth thinking they're going up the up the ladder, they're getting pushed off the, the side. Anytime someone runs their mouth about someone to me, and I know the person, I'll defend them if I feel like I have to, or I'll just cut them out completely. Like, dang, it's like that. So it's all politics, man. You got to just live life like that, kind of, especially in this, you know what I mean? You can't dog nobody and try to get nowhere. That's like trying to make $800 and cutting someone, you know, robbing someone at $800 that would have gave you 8000 if you would have just asked. You know what I mean? It's like people get it twisted for the short term. I'm looking down the line. I'm looking 200 years ahead. That I don't know where I'll be. So, <laughs> uh, dude, I remember having uh, like being really young and having a time where I was my parents driving me home, and I started like freaking out in the back seat just because I was thinking about like I had that go through my head for the first time. I was like, "What happens when?" I die, and I had from then on like never had thought about it again. Where I was, there was any kind of, I don't want to say like no fear of the unknown because I don't, I can't say that as a human one hundred percent. But what I could say is that yeah. it never was twisted again. Where I thought I'm not going to enjoy every day that it's a miracle I'm even living to this point. Like at 28, I'm here. I'm so happy. Exactly, I've gotten this far. You have it, and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly is going to be happening to us in the future. That's what it's – it's just life is too interesting. You just want to keep going for that reason alone. Or what's – what is the unknown? We're never going to maybe... – You just got to wake up every day and live life happily, you know, smile. If you smile when you're upset, it literally cancels out your upsetness, um, you know, by science. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's heavy stuff for some people yeah. to talk to about right now, you know, because of what was going on being at home and just losing their yeah. stuff. But it is true. Like, it, it, I don't want people to have you – know, COVID came around, I was like, you know something? I'm just not going to skip a beat with who I am because this is not going to go anywhere. You know, there's viruses that happen in – Hong Kong. Well, it's propaganda, man. We we lived through this. We lived through a whole bunch of them. Swine flu scared the shit out of me only because I watched the news when I was a kid. This shit don't scare me, man. Live life, man. Don't wear a mask. It's gonna make you sick. It's just proven that if you put germs on a mask and put the mask on your face, that's not gonna make you any healthier. You're actually, you know what I mean. I don't want to talk about that anyway. That's just should be common sense for people, but. I don't know what common sense is for people anymore. I know what common sense is for me, that if you put germs on a mask and put it on your face, you're also breathing back in most of the same carbon dioxide that's supposed to go out. If you're not letting a whole lot of air through and you spray an aerosol through that and no aerosol goes through, that's how much carbon dioxide's coming out too. So you guys are idiots who are wearing them throughout. I mean, sometimes you got to go in the store, put it out. You know what I mean? You don't want to fight with nobody. Put on a mask for a minute. Don't be driving around in your car wearing it all day long just because you think you might get pulled over or look any better. You look like an idiot, most people, and that's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna talk bad about everybody. Everybody does it, but I'm, I've been an outcast so long that now I'm the weirdo, and I'm okay with it. You know what? Call me a weirdo, but if you ask me if I got the vaccination shot, I'm gonna tell you I did, but I did, I didn't. I'm gonna tell you right now I didn't. I'm gonna tell you if someone asked me. Right now, there's no reason why I would sit here and argue with anybody I don't care about. I would say, sure, I got it. Let me through. And it's medical records. They cannot ask for no paperwork. That's illegal. So I can just give them my word and my boss and tell them, I'm vaccinated. Move on. 
don't even, I don't want to argue with you. I tell them all day long, you're an idiot. It's never been tested on, there's no test trials on any of these vaccines. Thousands of people died from just the vaccine, and that's more cases than deaths from HIV and this and that and every other anything. SARS, all that beforehand was nothing. The cases of it around the world were only big in the areas where Bill Gates did test trials in Africa, and the levels of SARS were so low in the United States before this happened that they weren't even on the map. They couldn't even put zero. So this just blew up out of nowhere for money and this and that. And everybody wants to give people money, sure. But I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt myself and my genes and, you know, the kids unborn in my boss to fucking to, to just coexist with public, to fly on a plane to Canada or something. You know, Vancouver, I got to get a vaccine? No. But if they ask me, I'm going to tell them I got it because I'm not going to argue. So I could talk hours about that. It just comes down to common sense. You just got to sit and think what's common sense. What is common sense? I've always washed my hands. I've never worn a mask. I've gotten sick a few good times that I feel like would be worse than COVID throughout my life. And I've just prayed and came out of that shit with some NyQuil. So there's things in life that come out of nowhere and it's going to keep happening that you got to sit and contemplate, you know, cocaine and all these heroin, weird drugs and stuff was Western medicine in the 1910 and 20s or something. You know what I mean? Just became illegal through weird prohibition things. And when the FDA got bought and started up is when they became pharmaceutical because pills and all that are petroleum based and the petroleum companies had to, you know, get into the medical fields and push the pills because all pills are petroleum based. And so what did, what happened was all the Western medicine got pushed out, pushed out away and new Western medicine was petroleum based and this and that all recently, if we was 102 years old, we would have seen it all go down. You know what I mean? That's how I feel like I've seen it all go down. This changed so fast that they were prescribing heroin and cocaine out of a bottle a hundred years ago, the same way they would give you an oxycodone now. So, and now it's illegal. So the way you got to look at how it changed, it changed because the FDA started. As soon as the FDA started, there was no more everything. They even made weed illegal then. They started making weed illegal. They tried alcohol illegal for a while. This and that. So you got to look at the past. It's, we're not that old. You know what I mean? Cause the world just started doing this bullshit. So if you want to, you want to follow their new bullshit, 70 years still new to me. The whole world out of 70 years is not shit. And in the last 70 years, they made all kinds of things illegal. Just now you have to do this. You have to do that. And sure, do it. But 100 years ago, they would have looked at you crazy. Like, it just, it, it's crazy in my mind. I, I can't even think like that. If you would have pulled out, if you would have pulled out anything back in the day, yayo, this and that, poppy seeds, they would have bought it for their prescription. If you you know, bring out any of that stuff today, you have life in prison. So it's within the last, under 100 years, they start locking people up and switch. They're like, no, we don't do that no more. But I wasn't born yet, so what I was born into was the part where they never did it. But it's not saying nobody ever did it. The United States government prescribed all them hard drugs as a start, and now they're like, we got some better formula, which is even harder and unnatural. So if you want to submit to these New rules, even though we were born into them, they're still new to the world and civilization. Within the last hundred years, is new as fuck. Wear a mask. Don't do, you know, don't smoke weed. Don't, don't do this and that. Go ahead. I don't care. I'm gonna tell you I don't either. I'm with you guys. But really, I'm lying. 
You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm, if I was born in 1900s, what the hell? Now I'd have to be doing something different. Why can't I look like I was born in 1900s now? You know what I mean? Like, Dude, well, what's, the, what's the fucking difference between 100 years? Now everything's fucked up and illegal. We don't do that shit no more. What? It just broke my mind. So, I don't know. Me and you could start a podcast and just talk shit forever, man. But, but you know, I, I have a good time talking with you, man. You know, you're a good listener in that. We got some good subjects and topics. Absolutely, you know, so. brother. We get into the world, you know, people could hate me, people could hate, you know, hate me or love me, but, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have time to argue. <laughs> yeah, with that, I mean, yeah, you have, you have an outlook that is, I mean, definitely to be appreciated, man, because the world is going to need more and more of that as you see people just falling over. I mean, it, overnight, look what happened. Falling over, done. They're done. Get rid of them. I don't talk to them no more. They're falling over. You're exactly right. These people are fallen soldiers, man, to just God, man. They're like, they're fallen soldiers to God himself, man. I feel like they just don't know they're just going against everything. They don't know that. And it's going to consume. I mean, it It just takes, all it takes is time. Just take your time and look around you, you know, research what is behind that curtain. It's always... Just something that comes down to connecting this dot to this dot. You know, you'll see these people are no different than watching fucking Spielberg movies in the seventies when he was talking about corrupt government. It's been out. That's all. Trying to silence all that today, man. That's why TikTok is like great because TikTok's not under the U.S. government. Is why they tried to shut it down. TikTok was under things that was not sensitized. Go for it. I mean, but if you find a lot of things that weren't under the United States government, you know, built and we're trying to take it out. Sure, there's bad things, and you could say there's bad things about all of them. Facebook's telling you to your face they're taking all your information. So China owns, you know, TikTok or whatever they used to, most of it, and they were taking information just like how the United States does with Facebook. So they're doing no different. It's just going to a different country, and they're saying, well, it's going to a different country. So you guys are doing the same thing. It's going to our own country. You're still taking the same information. You're just not getting paid for it. They are. So that's why you're mad trying to shut it down. And you you can't sensitize it because they're a country running it. You know, they, they can sensitize all day on Facebook and Instagram. and that, But TikTok's untouched. And that's you know? what's scary, to try and beat them at their own damn game because you have No, these. I don't argue. I don't got time for that. I don't try to beat. I'm going to tell you I did it with you, but I didn't. I wasn't there. I'm going to tell them, yeah, I was there. I, good shit. Because I don't got time to argue. If I got time to argue, I'm going to fight till the end, and I'm going to be right. Because I'm right. There's no wrong. But if I don't want to argue or battle with nobody, I'm telling them, yeah, sure. Because that ain't going to affect me none. You know, I'm going to save myself some time. Because you can't tell somebody when they believe something so much, you can't change what they want by some words. So anything I argue, I'm, I'm going to lose to them. Same, they, they, same way they lose to me in conversation. So I don't got time to battle with nobody. I, I will definitely speak my word if someone asks why I do a certain thing, why I eat organic food. I'm going to tell them because in Agent Orange, the shit they sprayed on the on the people in yes. Vietnam, they use in Roundup spray on all the food that you're eating unless it says organic. So in the soil, they grow with the Roundup glossophate stuff that was the main thing in Agent Orange, the banned chemical warfare we used not that long ago in Vietnam that's still affecting people's genes over there and the fish. Um, so they use that 
and it's the same company. Let me mind you, Monsanto uh, was been around for a while. They funded and made Agent Orange for criminal warfare, and they also make the biggest Roundup company. What a few years ago went out of business, and they had lots of lawsuits. And when you go out of business, all the lawsuits fall out. They were bought out by their co-company Bayer. You know Bayer aspirin. They're such a chemical company. They bought out Monsanto, and Monsanto had no more lawsuits now, and it fell under the rug. All them glossophate, all that, it's happening two times more every year because you have to pump two times more because the bugs get resistant, the plants get resistant, and you, you get a, a smaller yield. And the reason why they're doing GMOs, genetically modified organisms and plants, been doing it, as 90% of the U.S. is, is because they say you get a bigger yield. You don't. And if you, if you put ants next to a GMO corn and a regular corn, organic, one will go up to the organic one, test it, Say all of them come over here, and one will go up to the uh, the GMO one. They put it on YouTube, taste it, and he won't even he won't tell his crew to come. Ants are smart. See, they live on the ground. We spray shit on the ground that they don't like, and they won't touch food that we consume daily, even if it's GMO. But they'll go to the organic one and eat. They will starve before they eat a GMO corn, and that's an ant, not even the size of our fingernail. So if you're not having the common sense of what an ant would, maybe you don't know what an ant would do, but there's YouTube, you know. And if you get some knowledge from me, you know, you in general is speaking for people that hear me talk. If you get some knowledge from me and ask me why I do a certain thing and you see that, you know, it's a good reason, sure, go go do research. There's Google, you know. Do research. There's good and bad on there. And side, side with whatever you feel like. But the fact is... Even us, insect that's smaller than my fingernail right now, will not eat a genetically modified organism or tell his army to. So, and he'll, they're literally side by side. You'll see the other one covered in ants and they're already eating. So why won't they go to this other one? Why won't this other ant tell them because they communicate? Why won't he tell them to eat this one? Because they're, they're fucking living organisms from the ground. There was ants before there was humans, I believe. So they're smart as fuck before the ground. Right? And for what comes out of the ground, corn comes out of the ground, we fucked it up in the genes. They won't even eat it. They can tell. So, I don't know. Common sense to me, I hope it's common sense to everyone else once they figure out. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It's just a lot to talk about. It's not all just music. I'm like a, I live in a certain way that like, keeps me balanced. Keeps so, one, the more I know, I don't like to know all these things, but the more I know, I can't tell people things without them being prepared because I'll ruin their whole life. You know, the things their grandma taught them and this and that, all this and that, I'll tell them is terrible and maybe the reason why their grandma died. And they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. I don't know why they died, but I'm saying the way they live in right now and was taught by their people and how, the, you know, if you're doing the same things they did and you never switched up, they were born into a time where they were first starting all this roundup, all this you know, Asian orange bullcrap. So what they think is natural, oh, yeah, eat your veggies, eat your lettuce, eat your... I'm going to tell you something, one more thing right now. A Brussels sprout and a broccoli is never made by God. Even though it's a plant, we genetically, over time, by planting certain things together and splicing them, growing them, made the broccoli out of a cabbage form of plant. So all these things, a lot of things that, you know, you were taught to eat weren't never here. 
So you got to think about how we can make things as humans that God didn't. You know what I mean? God speaking, you know, just however you want to take it. There's certain ways that maybe that's why you're messed up, even though you were taught, like, drink milk and drink hormones and this will build you this. Who's telling you that really? Are you telling yourself that or are you, you know, placebo affecting yourself and actually hurting yourself more? So certain things like greens and this and that, if it's not organic, don't eat it. It's poison. It's poison. It tastes better organically. It'll say USD non-GMO with a butterfly and a check or anything like that, man. Just that's the best advice I can tell someone is just don't eat anything that don't say organic. I mean, it's hard to, but at least try less because if it's not organic, we screwed it up and the ants won't eat it either. I mean, like it, all it takes is just going to a library. If we still had those around, you know, where people could read. It comes back to it just started. It comes back to things that I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't submit to. I won't, I won't go to. Fluoride is the worst thing impossible. Sodium fluoride has been known as a neurotoxin to deteriorate the brain and make you submit and be submissible for hundreds of years. They've been using it for all kinds of different stuff. It's a natural compound that attacks the brain. <clears throat> so at too much levels of fluoride, see, Grand Rapids, Michigan was the first ever city in 1945 to fluoride, fluoride the water and then shortly followed by the rest of the country. So even fluoride isn't even 100 years old. 45 isn't even 100 years old, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? It's not really that old. It's close. But within 100 years, we've completely put a neurotoxin all through everything. Bottled water has it. A lot of them. Your water at home has it. If you don't have a purifier, this and that. And also, if you think about 1945, what else was happening then? You had Hitler. You had Hitler, right? Hitler was falling around that time. And you know what Hitler's main thing that was with the Jews in his concentration camps? He fluorided all of the water and had skull and bones, sodium fluoride, barrels all over that shit, all over the concentration camps. And you know what we did? We overpowered him and slowly added the same things he was doing to the Jewish people to submit them and keep them, co you know, copacetic in their terrible times. We, within the last hundred years, have completely fluorided everything and extra fluorided your fluoride treatments at the dentist, your fluoride toothpaste, all this and that within the hundred years. And, and it was a, it's still to this day, if you look up sodium fluoride, it's going to say a heavy compound chemical. There's no ever proven fact that it, that it blocks cavities. In fact, nothing we've ever found can block a cavity. You got to just go read the book the jungle but it's by this guy upton sinclair who is talking about meat packaging industry i mean like this is stuff that has been oh yeah they they have two-year-old meat steaks two-year-old meat steaks that they just put in a carbon filled room for a whole day carbon carbon dioxide the stuff that kills us trees breathe it carbon filled and it turns from green color back to red meat and they say it's edible even though it's dead for two years it's, not, it's all on Google. I can't make none of this stuff up. It Jesus. sounds fake. We, like, but carbon dioxide rooms, fool, will bring back your meat to life. Sure, if you were starving, but that's toxic, rancid meat just brought back to color that you have to cook. And when you cook it, sure, you get most of the germs out, but you don't. You don't get them all. And people love their steaks not cooked. Got to watch out for those group thing mobs because they always are just like – but that's one thing where if somebody comes at you and they say you should be eating 
organic food. Don't be sitting there looking at them like they're greens and grains. You know, they're, they're... no, it's literally little. It's certain things that even like to this day you could eat lettuce your whole life, but if it wasn't organic, you hurt yourself so much more than you've tried. Weird. You've not even hurt yourself. You've hurt your kids, and your kids' kids might be autistic now. That's how messed up. Since we've added so many more GMOs to the food levels and vaccines, autism rates, Down syndrome rates. All types of rates went up on the same scale form at the same levels almost, and that's not a coincidence to me. No, I, like I just people won't accept that. You know, they want the why not? Of security. Why not? It just it just makes me mad. Is why I won't argue with people. There's so many facts that I could tell them that you can read off yourself. They won't believe it. They'll say, "Oh, believe everything on the internet." No, motherfucker. Common sense. Like I, I get mad talking about it because that's why I won't argue with no one because I'm trying to help them and they think I'm trying to dictate them like what in the world you're dictated right now by the way you live you don't even know all this stuff that you're doing was dictated and told you to do you were told a car is a car you were told a offense is offense and all this and that you were told things and you just accepted the same people that told you a car was a car told you that this is cancer healing medicine and your grandma still dies it's the illusion of security. Uh, people need that for some reason. We, I don't know why life calls for bullshit answers to things because that is just not going to do anything if you live that kind of way. I can't agree with it. <laughs> it's so toxic. No, it's society that they got 50% of Michigan already vaccinated with a vaccine that had trials and thousands of people died on. So what, what do you guys want to keep doing? Toxic you know ignorance. I mean? What do you guys want to keep doing? People just, yeah, I, you know, do we fix the broken system or do we just start from the beginning? I don't. No, 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 no. Here, until the day they knock on our door and tell us to eat this side of the corn, we're fine. This is all an illusion. Live your life. You don't have to do any of this stuff. No one will arrest you and you have the right to say you did it or not. And you can lie to avoid trouble. If you don't believe in something, you would never do it because, you, you know, you just never would. You don't believe in that shit. It's like going to a fucking, this is a drastic metaphor, but going to a, a Scientology building and praying, you know, or going to a Satan worshiping, you know, place because Detroit has one, a fucking Satan worship place, and you're a man of God. That would make no sense. You know what I mean? So why am I an uh, organic person and going to eat non-organic stuff? No. No. Oh. It's the same as a, you know, crazy metaphor. It's the same. We just have, that is this time in history is going to, I think it'll be where we had information overload. And it's. Yeah, information overload is too much sometimes. And I'll stop talking because I've told people enough. But you can never have enough. I can tell you to eat organic. And it's not enough because you're still eating fluoride every day. Too much of it. Canceling out everything I told you. And you could, you could stop fluoride and then you could just eat all salads. But them salads were sprayed with Agent Orange materials. You know what I mean? Which was a, a, a chemical uh, warfare, crime, crime warfare, you know, criminal. It's it's just illegal to use any kind of spray aerosol now. And it's when people just get too much of They're born into it, man. This is a new, you know what I mean? Even though I was born into it, I didn't have, like, a sense of direction. So my direction came from all the... OGs and people I got to pick from, and I picked a little bit of game from everybody and wisdom from, you know, certain people. I picked my own direction, which was the way I should have been. You know what I mean? There's no other way for me. I can't do any of this stuff. I can't even 
happily get a, a children vaccinated. You know what I mean? Because they they started, they wanted my little brother to get, and I had guardianship of him. They wanted him to get ten more new vaccines that he already had the first dosage for. And they said, yeah, these are just the second dosages. Um, they they just started. Uh, they just started a new list of vaccines. So they added 10 more vaccines for children to go to school. And I said, well, um, does he have the option? Um, they said, well, if he gets a doctor's note saying he, he doesn't have to take them, this and that, it was like um, HPV two or three or something. And he already had all this when he was a child, but they want to hit you again because they got a new formula. Okay. You would have lived anyway, but they want to hit you again with 10 more before you get out of high school. So I told him, I said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I said, little brother, you have the option, but I don't want you to, I don't want you to do these extra 10 vaccinations for nothing. You don't, you look fine. You don't need these. I didn't have them. I didn't have them. So how come I didn't get those, but now he has to have them? It's, I mean, like, it, I don't know how to comfort people with it. Cause I, it's just, I, I don't either. I told little bro, I said, look, do what you want, but this is what I do. And I'm going to tell you why I don't do it. I don't never tell people to do anything. You tell someone to do something, they're not going to do it. They're going to do the opposite. I just tell them what I do, and you take and get what I do from it. You know what I mean? I never tell someone what to do. It don't work. I tried. It makes them mad. Me, do, telling the truth, telling the truth makes you ang- uh, makes people angry. Nobody likes the truth. Nobody likes it. Kevin, too much time on their phones. I mean, like that's with people. It's when you have so much information that you can't sit there and figure out simple things that are a lot of times transparent. I mean, they're right the fuck It's transparent, you, man. They're telling you things to your face. Fury. So, I mean, it's all there. Read the labels and Google things and find out that also, you know, the same things that's in my deodorant was also in the children's cereal I was going to feed someone today. You know, um, tell me why there's paint thinner materials that is a heavy, heavy, heavy paint thinner, heavy breakdown paint thinner called trisodium phosphate, a powder that I've used to break down material that I never thought would be used to keep caking away from cereal. So cereal will cake up unless it has this heavy, heavy, heavy paint thinner material called trisodium phosphate and Lucky Charms and Pebbles and you name it, trisodium phosphate. A heavy paint thinner is also a food additive for caking reasons, get out of town. So look, man, these people wake up and eat this paint thinner, paint thinner for dinner, eat it, loved it. I'm not telling, I won't even tell you I eat that shit. I'm not even going to lie about it. I just don't eat it. I don't eat no paint thinner. And you feed your kids this, and I tell you you're feeding your kids paint thinner, the same shit I would use <clears throat> taking some paint off. And you're looking at me like I'm the bad guy. How <laughs> many times I tried to save people, and they're they're telling me my kid loves that stuff. I it, I, used, I eat that stuff, man. Keep going, keep going ahead, then. I'm telling you right now, if trisodium phosphate is on the back of that cereal box, at the bottom of the ingredients, it's a huge box separate you can buy for twenty dollars. Poison. It's just like I I just people. There's not even a smaller form of it. It's the same. Name. It's not even trisodium almost phosphate. It's the same name. That's so mind blowing that it's in your cereal. You love it. You want another bowl. But it's also, I'm telling you right now, if I put a spoonful in my kids, I don't have kids, in my kids' fucking 
milk every day of trisodium phosphate and someone calls CPS on me, said I was poisoning my kid, what would they do if I said I was adding it as a flavor? It's in the ingredients. <laughs> what would happen? Come on, man. CPS would lock me up and they would take my children if I was adding trisodium phosphate to their cereal. It's already in there. So I don't know. I get mad, man. I want With everybody, I just want to hear what they're thinking right now. But, I mean, this has just been, dude, like. I get mad. You know what I mean? The honesty could be on these shows again. It's almost like a faint whisper of. Free speech in the past. I, w- I wouldn't say go try it, but look, go try it. Go put some trisodium phosphate in your children's cereal. Call CPS and see what they say. Don't see what they say. I want to know. Put them on the phone. Put them on speaker. I want to hear what CPS says when you're adding trisodium phosphate to your kids' cereal. You're going to say it's already in the ingredients. Read the box. They can't arrest you. I don't know. Put you on a brief hold. <laughs> on the box in the back of the ingredients already, so they're going to say at certain levels or something. At certain levels, it wouldn't be in the ingredients. It wouldn't even be listed. It's at a level so high that they have to list it as an ingredient. Man, I'm just thankful that you got on to do this show and the, the talk so real. I mean, yeah, it, I, I mean, I talk a lot and shit, man. We got to do another podcast.